Hello lovelies and welcome back to You'll Be Fine podcast. Um, I know, first of all, I've been missing for a few weeks and I can't, um, I'm not sure if you can tell, but I'm congested and I cannot enunciate very well right now. Um, so for audio listeners, I'm sorry for video. Hello, this is our first video together. I wanted you guys to have a visual, um, like I mentioned, I'm not going to be editing this very much or probably at all, to be honest with you, because I wanted to go up in a timely manner and, um, this is going to be more of a chit chat episode. So yes, um, I'm congested because I got COVID. I thought I was invincible, never had the other strains, never, um, you know, had symptoms or anything like that. But two years later, Omicron got me. My boyfriend brought Omicron home from Texas, and it hit me like a train. It took two days to get in my system, and then I was obliterated. But thankfully, I was only sick for two days. Well, I was only symptomatic for two days, and I quarantined for like 14 days. Um, luckily, my job let me work from home, so I'm feeling better now. I'm just still congested, so sorry you have to hear it. <laughs> But yes, um, so that wasn't the whole reason I was gone. I really needed a break. I was very drained. Um, I didn't have, I don't have a a particular reason, but I was really drained and just um, lethargic for a few weeks. And um, I just didn't feel motivated. And I didn't want to just put out content for the sake of putting out content. Um, I really wanted you guys to enjoy what I put out. So unfortunately, that meant I took um, a few weeks off, but here I am. I'm back. And um, also, sorry if I don't look at the camera enough. I just am not used to recording myself or talking to a camera. So it might take a few episodes for me to get used to it. Also, like, talking to myself this whole time. So I wish I could just, like, look over to talk to someone. I might I might have my dog come in here. Tangent. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... I was lethargic and I also um you know I want I wanted to really give myself a break because of the holidays coming up were coming up and I knew I was going to be out and about and all around and if I um tried to record I would probably have a mental breakdown so yeah I went to see my family I got to see my little niece um before I got sick of course thankfully um spent Christmas with my sister and my niece it was really fun um got great gifts from my significant other he gave me um a tea kettle I don't know why I'm telling you guys this he gave me a tea kettle that just heats up with a press a press of a button and then a set of different types of teas and I was like this is the most heartfelt gift I've ever gotten it's so specific to me it's just something I love and he got me an art set with had which had like canvases and e- an easel some acrylic paint some palettes I was like wow this is the most personal gift I've ever received. Um, so yeah, it was nice. It was a nice break. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to chit chat with you guys and just, I don't have like a strict format this episode, like the first two, I don't have like an outline or anything. I'm just going to talk to you guys about like my 2021, uh, things I learned. Hopefully I can bring it into 2022 and I'm going to try to, you know, help you guys out with some life lessons that I learned the hard way. 
Um, yeah. So, to begin, my New Year's resolution. I don't normally do New Year's resolutions. I think they're lame. <laughs> Sorry if you do them. Sorry if you appreciate them. Um, but I am doing them now, so... Anyway, I just I hate doing things that everyone does. It's a very an Aquarius rising trait of mine. I just want to be different so bad. Very annoying. I'm fighting it as we speak. But anywho, I would like to start dressing up and putting on makeup when I leave the house. It sounds very little. It sounds very insignificant. But like I've told you guys before, I used to just you know, leave the house however I wanted, and I felt that it was liberating to just dress and look however I wanted, but at a certain point, I started always looking like I didn't care what I looked like, and then I, like, stopped liking what I looked like, so now I'm, like, trying to teach myself that it's, like, self-care to get ready before you leave the house. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy when I say it out loud. But to me, this is kind of hard because, like, I love just being able to get up and go. I'm, I think I'm an impatient person. I think that's really what it is. Like, I don't want to take the time to do my makeup, pick out a cute outfit. I'm also indecisive. <laughs> Reading myself to you guys. Okay, so also the, the process of picking out an outfit was so stressful to me. And I've, I've learned that it's really not that big of a deal. Like, no one really cares what I'm wearing. Um, I'm not a celebrity. It's really not that deep. So I am um, now <laughs> just picking what I want to wear, making sure it's not, like, sweatpants <laughs> and a ball cap. Um, and then I'm, you know, making sure I feel good. I feel cute. And that look good, feel good thing is, is very relevant to me because I I'm very I'm very sensitive and I base a lot of things I do off of how I feel which isn't always a good idea um but like if I feel like crap I'm not gonna do anything that day and um I feel like if I work on my appearance or not work on it but appreciate my appearance then I will feel better when I leave the house and I won't get overwhelmed when I go to Walmart for two minutes. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I think that's for next year. That'll be my next year's New Year's re resolution because I almost have a mental breakdown in every grocery store, but that's for another episode. Um, yes. So <laughs> that is my New Year's resolution. Um, appreciating and um, taking care of myself. Um, I'm going to implement some more self-care tactics that I used to do. Like, during quarantine, it was so easy to practice self-care because I wasn't working. Miss those days, but I would like to have a job, so I'm going to knock on wood for that. Um, yes, I wasn't working. I think it was, like, six months. I was, like, living with my sister on unemployment. Hmm, those checks were so nice. Um... <laughs> And I found myself during quarantine, just like most people did, I um, was doing a self-care routine every night. And I also did yoga every day. Um, so I want to get back to doing that stuff again because I got thrown back into the real world and stopped. Stopped doing my nighttime routine. Like, I, I wash my face, brush my teeth every night, but I don't um, play my music. Like, I used to play healing music set my diffuser, 
put mood lights on in my room. Every night I would do this. And um, put, um, you know, nice essential oils that just went along with how I was feeling that day. I would um, practice tarot to, you know, get in touch with my intuition more often. I would meditate. I wouldn't meditate every day. Um, I would try to meditate at the end of my yoga practices, but it was at least three three days a week I was meditating. I was doing so good. So I want to start doing that stuff again because I was I was making so much progress with taking care of myself. And then when I got the, the real test was being thrown back to the real world because anyone can pick up um, a practice when you got nothing else to do. But now that I'm in the real world, I need to apply everything I learned, like, like real life, <laughs> and start taking care of myself again. So I can share some self-care tips that were very helpful for me when I first started. Um, when I first started trying to implement self-care, because I, I was like, yeah, self-care is face masks and drinking wine. No, that's not self-care. <laughs> I mean, it can be for you, but for me very it's not it's not enough <laughs> so first the first thing I started with was um being real with myself uh it's pretty it's pretty hard it doesn't feel like self-care because it doesn't feel good most of the time um but finding self-awareness was very important for me to start treating myself well because if I wasn't self-aware, I would just take whatever everyone else said was what I needed and then probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So I started assessing where I was not treating myself well. And like I just mentioned, um, self-care was, um, so I was lacking in the area of taking care of my physical appearance. Now that doesn't have to be something that you need to do just like I didn't just take everything that everyone else did in and accept it but for me that's since I have self-confidence issues obviously um working with myself and building my self-confidence is important so I had to be realistic with that um I also had to be realistic with um the way I the, the person that I actually was um I had to be honest with the fact that I wasn't consistent with things. Um, I kind of just did things to f experience it and then dropped it. Um, and I also wasn't um, prioritizing my relationships with other people very much. So I needed to be more consistent, be more kind to myself. And prioritize what was serving me. Um, it was easier to keep track of the stuff by journaling. So, like I say, every episode, just get a journal. If you don't have a journal by now, are you even listening to me? Because I just need to make a journal line and, you know, send them out to you guys. Uh, if you listen to three videos, <laughs> sign, sign a form. Okay, anyway, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when I don't edit my audio, by the way. <laughs> Just talking to myself. Okay. So, yes. I need to keep track of these things because of my inconsistency issues. I just needed to make sure I was aware of what's going on and um, analyze my behavioral patterns and then adjust them accordingly. So, what I first did was I got some books, um, started reading, 
only books that were like interesting to me nothing like self-help I think they were all like crystal and spirituality related excuse me I had some wine come back um so yes I read like books that were interesting to me because I I mean starting something new isn't um supposed to be daunting necessarily sometimes it like some things you can't avoid from being daunting but when you're starting like a spiritual journey or a self-care journey you want to start off with something that won't push you away from continuing so yes yoga I already practiced prior because um I when I went to school they had um yoga classes I would take with my friends and they were always so fun so that was the easiest part honestly and it was still pretty hard but Yes, I found joy in the things I was doing. So you can find some things that um, help that contribute to self-care that you actually enjoy doing. Like If you love taking baths, you set up a bath every week or something. I mean, baths aren't really very sanitary. Um, can cause some problems for women. But if you take a shower first <laughs> or after, um, I would suggest first. But anyway, if you... Make sure the bath is clean and it has products that's not going to irritate your skin or anything. And just put on some nice music, some candles, essential oils, on a diffuser, and just chill out. That'd be good. Um, you can just listen to your favorite album or something every day and think about like where you want to be in a positive manner. Like visualize your future or visualize what you want to be who you want to be um you can also just you know write write in a journal about all the things you believe are going to happen for you all the good things you want to come to you you know manifesting kind of but more visualizing to to be more intentional during your self-care practices um you can take a bath what is it I I would use my um my like hair routines as self-care as well so I would make sure I like set the mood before I do my hair because you know do I'm half black okay my hair is half black too and detangling this thing is a pain sometimes but if I relax play some enjoyable music have some fun with it it makes it go by faster and I'm doing my hair with intention putting love back into myself and therefore improving my self-confidence because I'm like hey I love my hair my hair is beautiful it's not hard to deal with I'm just lazy stuff like that um you can it can be very simple things um as long as they are helping you visualize who you want to be, what you want to be, or they're helping you stay on track for who you want to be, what you want to be. Um, as long as they maintain the positive parts of your life or improve on the positive parts of your life or your character, then I believe it to be self-care. Um, and they, your methods can change. You don't have to do the same thing over and over for years. You can change what your method of self-care is. Like, I would switch it up every once in a while when it comes to, like, my nighttime routine. Um, it's just up to you. It's just what you prefer um, and what you think is sustainable in your in your um, lifestyle. 
So yes, self-care, my New Year's resolution. Um, I'm not going to deny that I am part of society. I'm not going to act like I'm too cool to do stuff anymore. I'm going to let myself enjoy the things I want to enjoy. Um, like watching and just like that. So yes, I've been watching and just like that because I loved Sex in the City and that show. I don't, I know it's some WPS, but gosh, I love Carrie Bradshaw. Although she, she's a little, there's some problems with the show. I will, I will tell you that, but that show obliterated my soul. Well, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but I'm going to do some spoilers. So just skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. Um, when Big dies, I was crying for three days. I don't know why. Um, then you find out in real life. Um, I don't even know what his real name is, but he's um, <sighs> accused of some sexual assault crime. So then I was like, oh, whatever. But yeah, when, before I knew that he was scumbag in real life, um, I was so sad. I was like, this is all Carrie wanted. This is all she wanted, and she finally got it, and now he's dead. He's dead, bro. I'm sorry if the camera's shaking. I was just shaking the table because I'm so sorry. <laughs> for for the viewers, I'm so sorry. Um, for audio, I'm even more sorry because you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yes. So, I was so upset by this that I had to look up an article that explained why they would do such a thing. And they said that was the plan all along. Before before they started shooting, he didn't even want to be a part of the show. And the fact that he was going to be killed off early was something that brought him back. And I was like, so we have to deal with Carrie being her ditzy self, messing men up left and right again? Well, I don't know. I guess that's the premise of the show, watching her find love, but... I've been watching it just like that, and it's getting a little nicer. Um, the first couple episodes were pretty cringe. Um, I guess they're trying to bring up, like, social dilemmas and social um, social constructs um, that weren't really touched upon in, the, in Sex in the City. And they're kind of doing a cringe job at it, but, um, yeah, I just act like I don't see those parts. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm watching it in just like that, and then I've started, when I was sick with COVID, I was watching Marvel movies, so I started watching all the ones on Disney Plus in timeline order, I'm up to, um, what was it, oh, Doctor Strange, that's the last one I just watched, I'm enjoying it so much, but I keep dreaming I'm an Avenger, and I can't get any, like, good rest at night, but I can't, I also can't stop watching the movie, so... Yes, I'm watching Marvel movies. I'm sorry I don't have, like, good recommendations for you guys. I mean, Marvel movies are great, but, like, come on, everyone's seen them. Um, and, and just like that, it's pretty cringe. I watched Emily in Paris, binge-watched it in one day. I love Emily in Paris. Please watch season two if you watch season one. If you haven't seen any of it, please start it. It's so good. I don't know why I love it so much. Um, people are saying that acting is terrible and it's very unrealistic. 
I didn't find a problem with it, but also I'm, I'm pretty open-minded, so mm, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to bring myself to watch Insecure again. I just love the show so much, and knowing that it's the last season breaks my heart, and I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to watch it for the last time. Um, so I've been putting off watching Insecure, but that show is amazing too. Issa, my favorite person. <sighs> so yeah, those are my wrecks. I don't have any music wrecks really. I wasn't listening to much music while um, my head was throbbing. So <laughs> yeah. maybe next next episode, <laughs> talk about music. I don't know why I got into wrecks, but... This is me, everybody. This is how my brain works all over the place. Um, so, some lessons that I learned. I'm going to try to do this without telling y'all all my dark secrets. But I have reflected a lot over the past year. Um, 2021 was a lot of, like, finding myself. And then, or 2020 was a lot of finding myself. And 2021 was... Um, implementing who I found into life and it would it would it was not a smooth transition going from quarantine to working full-time and I went I my first like big girl job was a caseworker for um children and it was like it was fulfilling but at the same time it was very hard to to um not be depressed because I drove like an hour and a half to work every day or an hour and a half there and and then an hour and a half back so it was an hour and a half commute um and the job itself was very strenuous I had to prepare documentation for court I had to present in court for the children I had to see the children at their homes I had over 20 kids um I had to some of them were like siblings together so I didn't have to go to 20 homes but um I had to make sure they were safe. I had to assess for their parents' ability to keep their children safe. I had to basically, like, tell the court when the parent wasn't complying with the case plan. And um, it was just a lot of, like, a lot of extra stuff on top of the trauma that the kids were experiencing. Like, I had some really bad cases. I don't want to bring them up here because, geez, Louise, but... I had one of, like, my supervisor had been working there for five years, and she said I had, as a new caseworker, one of the hardest cases she's ever seen. Um, so, yeah, that that job beat me down, for real. Um, I got depressed. I think it was more of, like, all of the responsibility I had and um, all the work I had to do, and and it was, like, very crucial that I was good at my job or else it would affect people's lives and also the court um, I would have to present in court, so it was, like, my work was always being put on, like, spotlight, um, so, I mean, they were really sad to see me go, they really wanted to give it to me to stay, but I gained so much weight from being depressed, and I literally wasn't able to function anymore, I wasn't able to do dishes, I wasn't able to clean, I wasn't able to, like, one, doing dishes took so much out of me, I would only do it, like, every couple of days, I lived by myself at the time, so it was, like, okay, because, like, no one else had to deal with me, but it was still, like, not okay. It was hard for me to shower. It was hard for me to leave the house. It was hard for me to take grocery shop. Like, everything was so hard for me. So I realized at that time, like, it was my job, and unfortunately, I had to leave. Um, And, yes, 
my life lesson was I need to put myself first sometimes. Like, I I really loved helping. I love, I still love helping others, but I realized that I need to realize when I am not okay. Like, I t- it took me a while to realize I was depressed um, because I've never really experienced um, depression like that before. I thought I was just in a funk, and then the funk lasted months. So I was like, okay, this isn't a funk if it's lasting for more than a couple of days. Um, and then I'm not able to function normally in society or at home. So, yeah, not a funk. <laughs> but, um, yes. I quit my job and I became so much more, it's, I became so much lighter and I realized like sometimes you just got to put your pride aside and put yourself first. I was so um, afraid to fail people and look like I failed because I graduated college wanting to go to OT school and then um, I was unable to finish my, my, um, my hours, my observation hours for OT because of COVID. Um, I had to leave Boca and go to Tampa, and it was all very last minute. So I needed to do um, some extra things to go to OT school, but I had to get a job. So I was, I was like, let me do something with my degree. I have a degree in psychology. I went to be a caseworker. Um, and I, I knew it was going to be hard, but I think the commute just made everything even more worse. But... Yes. Um, I, I felt like a failure already because I wasn't using my degree for what I wanted to use it for. And then I, and then I go ahead and quit this job that is so noble and, you know, I'm helping people. But at that point, it's just selfish if I'm doing it for the, um, the notability of the job. So I was like, yes, love these kids, love helping people. But I, at this point, if I keep going down this, I'm not going to be helping anyone I'm probably not going to be very good at my job anymore if I'm completely, like, mentally not there. So, yes, um, that was my life lesson number one. Um, life lesson number two was that um, I shouldn't be too hard on myself. Um, it's really hard to just say that because there's a lot of things that don't work out the way I think they will. And um, it makes me feel like a failure once again, um, this OT school thing. So this whole time I was thinking, I guess I'm just going to take a long gap year or a few gap years and then get into OT school. So fast forward to applying to OT school, I got into a program, a master's program. And um, the details of the program were kind of vague until I um, passed the interview round and got into, um, it was it was orientation, essentially. Um, I went to virtual orientation, and this is like months before the program starts, and I learned all of these things that, that I have to do that won't be possible for me. Like for this program, I had to um, have six months full-time clinical hours which means I couldn't have a job and unfortunately I have to pay rent so I can't not work I don't have anyone to pay my rent for six months <laughs> like and if even if I got loans to cover those months it would 
my debt would have been so bad. Oh, there's my bedtime alarm. Oh, it's my bedtime. Um, anyway, um, all of the debt would have set me back more than, um, I would be making when I graduated. So, the program, um, it was a great opportunity, but I just, did, a lot of doors have been closing in my face when it comes to OT school. Um, so I was excited for that program to finally be accepted into it because it, it didn't have a very high acceptance rate. And, um, then I realized it's, it, it would be more harm than good for me to go to that program. So I'm now applying to another program that's closer to me and more feasible financially and um, schedule-wise. I don't have to take uh, six months off of work. So um, I think in March I'll hear back and see if I got into that program. But I've got some good letters of recommendation, so my fingers are crossed. Um, it's not for OT, though. It's for clinical mental health counseling. Um I really, before going to OT, I wanted to be a therapist, but I didn't think I could do it. And um, a lot of things have been telling me that I should try to branch out and open my mind more. Um, but OT school could happen later um, later down the road when I can afford to take work off for um, clinicals. <laughs> but anyway, um, not being too hard on myself was my second life lesson. Um, third life lesson. Um, this one more so has to do with, um, relationships. So, a lot of last year I was, um, you know, in a new relationship. We're still together now. We're still navigating what it's like to be in a, a long-term relationship, um, an adult relationship. And, um, part of it that I learned was... I can be the problem too. And I knew this was I knew this was possible, but um I didn't want to face it, but I had to face it. So <laughs> um in the past all of my relationships were pretty um they were good until they weren't, like Kaylani. Um and I I like I could point out exactly why they weren't good when when they went downhill because of what the other person did. But I never looked at myself in the mirror and said, you are a part of this too. And now my current partner has taught me to do that, to take accountability for my actions and to work towards being better instead of trying to point the finger, you know. Um, yes, I, I hate, it makes me like really cringe to look back and like, how I treated my exes, um, I wasn't, like, awful to them, but I was pretty selfish in the way that I was, you know, um, I just wanted, like, one of them, the problem was that I wanted them to be something they weren't, um, someone they weren't, and I think, honestly, they just didn't like me, because we were together for a few years, and I think we are just together out of convenience at some point, but I... I wasn't considering that maybe I was just asking the wrong person for what I needed. Um, the next one was um, not leaving when I knew I should have. Um, it wasn't because they're a bad person. I just knew they weren't the right person. And once again, I stayed with them and um, it just hurt them. It just hurt them and me. It, it wasted both of our time. Um, so, yes. 
there's more nuance to the situations, of course, but bottom line is, um, I had to just reflect on who I was in a relationship, and, like, sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you reach it in a relationship. Some, some things you, you can only see when you're with a person that is able to show you how you can grow, and thankfully, the person I'm with is very, um, very good at telling me, like, like where I'm great and then where I could improve because it's detrimental to our relationship or detrimental to my to me um so yeah someone who's patient and caring is awesome um but another thing that I learned is that um you know how to take accountability for real like I can I could see what's wrong but you have to also take accountability for what's wrong and try working towards changing it because saying yeah I do this and, and it's wrong and not doing anything about it is kind of like yeah we knew that sorry we knew that you need to work on it now so working on my faults um I'm still doing that I don't think it's ever going to stop because I'm not going to be perfect but um really facing where I was um falling short I don't know I wouldn't say falling short because that's not fair but um because I don't want anyone out there to think you're falling short because you're not compatible with somebody um sometimes you will be falling short sometimes you're just not compatible with somebody but um yeah being honest with myself is really hard um but we all have to do it or else we'll never grow you know life's hard but you know having people around that care for you is really really um comforting along the way it's just finding a person because you're never going to be perfect and the person you're with is never going to be perfect but finding the person that is okay with themselves and you not being perfect and is willing to work on it together is all you need um along with like you know someone that's caring and kind and loving and gentle if you want someone that's gentle you know the things that you want are also involved but bottom line is someone the person you're with want needs to be able to accept both of your problems and want to work on both of your problems now if your problems are like abusive problems no one deserves that no one deserves to work through that so that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about like you don't pick up after yourself you're a slob <laughs> those problems <laughs> or you don't communicate well those problems. Um, but yes, that was another lesson of mine. Um, another lesson I learned <laughs> was to give other people the grace that, um, that I was, that I'm given. Um, so a lot of the times, like when people like do things I don't like, I think about just cutting them off completely and then I realized, like, that's kind of drastic because, like, you'll never meet someone that's not going to hurt your feelings because you're a sensitive ass bitch. But also, the people are people. Like, we all just do stuff and um, we don't think about it sometimes. We don't think about how it can be interpreted by the other person. So, I think giving other people grace and letting people navigate their lives because they're humans too. They're not just props or characters in my life to support me. They're 
human beings with entire worlds and experiences as well. So allowing other people to mess up within reason um, has been a lesson for me um, because, you know, I want to be supportive. I want to be kind. I don't want people to take advantage of me, but I do want um, to be understanding because I know eventually I'm going to do something to hurt someone's feelings. And if people just wrote me off every time I did that, then I wouldn't have anyone in my life. So um, just being more kind, really. Uh, for a while, I was I was kind, but I was I was trying to be nice. I was it was it's it's a it's a fine line between being a nice person and being nice because you want people to think you're a good person. And I stopped doing things to have people make me to have people think that I'm a nice person because it just wasn't authentic. Um, so I thought, oh, like I'm done being used. I'm done. Um you know, putting everyone else first, I'm putting me first. But then eventually I just stopped being kind and caring to others. I just, you know, was putting myself first too much in a way that was like selfish. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I'm just, I'm trying to start looking at every situation as a two way, a two perspective situation. Like, yes, your feelings are hurt, but Either it couldn't have been, it might have not been their intention or they're just in their own world and like some things aren't just worth my energy anymore. So I'm just trying to be more open-minded and more kind and more um, compassionate towards others. Um, this is like a lot to admit to people because I'm, I'm kind of like low-key on social media and stuff. Like I don't really talk about my personal life. I don't talk about my personal opinions that much. Um, so you guys, you guys hear it all on here. Um, but yeah, those are my life lessons of 2021. 2022, I'm sure, will be, um, a whirlwind. I'm not gonna say new year, new me. Um, <laughs> uh, I will start trying to go to the gym like everyone else during January. I, I started in November, but it didn't go very well, so. Trying again. <laughs> But, yeah, I hope you guys like these chit-chat type episodes. I'm not going to do these a lot, probably like once a month, um, just so I can talk to you guys and, uh, you know, not have such a structured episode. You guys can listen to me while you get ready or driving to work or something. But, yeah, um, this video, sorry I didn't edit much out. Um, I really rambled a lot, but... It is what it is. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I also wanted to apologize for last episode being a little choppy. I was trying to edit. Um, I was trying to edit a lot of stuff out so it wasn't too long. And then I got like so delirious while editing and like left some stuff in and like took too much out. And I won't do that to you guys again. I mean, I hope not. I don't know. I'll try not to. <laughs> I'm not going to make any promises I can't keep, but, um, yes, I hope you guys like the visual, um, I hope you guys can appreciate the lack of editing, I'm going to try to, you know, keep doing video, but I'm going to definitely get, like, a good webcam next time, because, um, this is a little janky, but as, as long as you guys get to see me, I guess, I don't know if you'll want to, but...
Yes. <laughs> um, so this is our third episode. I'm sorry it's not about um, getting back into dating. I just um, hit um, a bump in the road when trying to structure an episode for you guys. And I figured I would just do a 2021 sum it up video. Um, last year was a hell of a year. I hope this year's better. But now Delta Omicron, whatever, there's a new double strain going. I don't see it getting any better, honestly. But I'm here for you. Um, please follow the, our Instagram at You'll Be Fine Podcast on Instagram. Um, go ahead and look at our YouTube um, because there will be a video up for this episode if you want to look at me while I talk. I don't know. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, in the Instagram bio, there will be a, a link where you can watch um, the video if you started off by listening via audio. Um, what else? We got new cover art that I'm going to start throwing out there. Um, please tell me what you think. Also, make sure you follow, uh, like the video, um, leave a little review, just the stars on Apple. Um, you know, if you like it, let me know. And if you have any, um, ideas or topics I should talk about this year, let me know. Cheers to a new year. Let's try our best to have a good one. Um, if society plummets. It was fun while lasting before COVID. Um, but yeah, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.